It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Stuart Vonney. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Jason Chaffetz, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, March 18th, 2022. I'm Simon Owen. Tonight, meet two of the many killed in Russia's invasion of Ukraine. She was very keen on telling the story of our own people, the Ukrainian people. We could haven't done anything in telling the story without Sasha. He had all sorts of plans, and that's the sad part. He had all sorts of plans. He had decades and decades left in his life. This is the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. In three weeks, thousands of people have been killed in Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Lives taken, families shattered, friends heartbroken. We wanted to introduce you to two of them. Two beloved colleagues whose deaths have left the biggest hole in our team. On Monday, three Fox News journalists were reporting outside of Kyiv when the vehicle they were travelling in was hit by incoming fire. Correspondent Benjamin Hall was hospitalised. Producer Sasha Kushinyova and cameraman Pierre Zakchevsky were killed. Sasha is a beautiful, was a beautiful, um, young, talented woman. Yonat Frilling is a fellow Fox News producer who'd been working with Sasha in Kyiv. She was very keen on telling the story of our own people, uh, the Ukrainian people. She, besides being a journalist, she was a DJ and a musician, and she wrote poetry. Um, she loved coffee, and she had a great sense of humor. She was very devoted, and there wasn't a task that she said, I can do. She always said, yes, of course, I'll try to do that. And um, when we work in countries that are not our own, we rely on our local producers and fixers and consultants. Uh, we could have, we could not do what we do and tell the story of, of the people without them. And they have families in this um, situation. They're fearing for their lives. They're trying to help their families. Um, all the while working with us and, and we depend on them and uh, we could have done anything and telling the story without them and without Sasha. What was she like to work with? Because this these are intense trips. You're not just doing a few hours a day and then you all go home. This is where you're often under the same roof and working extremely long days. What, what was Sasha like as a colleague in, in those circumstances? She was lovely. She was um, always smiling, uh, even in difficult times, looking for information, um, talking to people, um, trying to get uh, confirmation from officials, uh, looking for stories, idea, and initiating them and suggesting it to us that we could um, shoot the following days and, and, you know, pack it into a package and a story. She was always available, always. And, and, and she was kind and gentle. And she was 24. Uh, what was your reaction when you, when you heard Monday's news that, that Sasha, along with Pierre, had, had been killed? <laughs> I was utterly shocked. 
Um, I couldn't breathe for a while, um, and I didn't want to believe that. You know, sometimes we do things, irrational things. I, I texted her and Pierre and see um, if they're going to reply to us. They never did. Um, we all walk around as, as journalists to recovering um, conflict zones and war zones. We, we walk around with some sort of a imaginary invisible shield that we are sure that nothing's going to happen to us. Um, because we need this shield to let us do our job and tell the story. And when something like this happened, um, this invisible shield is, is broken. Pierre was in every, every conflict zone with his smile and his eyes. And Sasha was with us here in Ukraine and with, with her beautiful brown eyes. And, you know, these images are going to be the ones that we're going to keep remembering. Um, and so the mix of, you know, getting too personal um, sometimes is difficult. Uh, but I am so privileged to have met both of them. Um, and I will miss them dearly. Producer Yonat Frilling. Sasha Kuvshinyova was working in Kyiv alongside one of the most experienced conflict journalists in TV news. Pierre Zakshevsky, who also died in Monday's strike, was a photographer, a cameraman, who for decades had covered crises around the world. On many occasions, he was paired with Fox correspondent Greg Palcott. His physical presence was matched his spiritual and his professional presence. He had a, a big, bushy, walrus-style mustache, wild, curly black hair, gangly, tall. Uh, you just couldn't take your eyes off of him. And uh, I, I frankly don't remember the first story I did with him. I believe it was in the Mideast. I believe we were on assignment covering uh, problems in the West Bank and, and Gaza. And that's when I first got to, got to know him first lived with him and first drove in a car with him down a road on the West Bank with a tank, Israeli tank, facing us in, in the opposite direction about a half a block away and realized that he knew what to do in those situations. And I often didn't or was just learning. So uh, we've experienced a lot. He saved my backside a lot. He's, uh, we've had too many laughs and, and too many too many tears over the years. And that, that I guess, is what you, do, you would define as not just a great colleague, but a great friend. So it's been, it was a long partnership. Where did you go? What stories did you cover? We covered everything. Uh, certainly the combat stories stand out greatest that that's when we were in the life and death situations that's when i suppose he was an overall fantastic cameraman but that's when he absolutely excelled probably our most dramatic one was with a marine unit that was the lead tip of the spear lead unit in that huge battle of fallujah in the fall of 2004 in iraq we were embedded with a company of uh, marines uh, at the end of this 10-day battle uh, they lost three marines uh, 18 were injured uh, we made it out alive and i gotta tell you uh, many times many times uh, pierre saved my backside in that and looked out for me as well as doing incredible shooting as well as being becoming very good friends with that whole unit of mostly young kids. So what were some of his some of his strengths then when you were when you were out in the field out on a story? 
Yeah, well, strength number one, he was an incredible cameraman. And, uh, you know, if you work with a cameraman for a long time, it's kind of like Lennon and McCartney or, or Jagger and, and Richards. You know, you sort of know what each person can do. And when, when we were out there, we did it without even saying. He, he knew what he needed to get. I knew what I needed to do. And uh, he got the images, he got the sound, he got our uh, active involvement in the story, which sometimes is very important to bring to the viewers. So that's number one. Number two, he knew the journalist, he, journalism, he knew the story. Uh, he was a producer. He was a guy that knew everything. And I could ask questions of, what do you think about that? Do you think that's possible? So he was a journalist, number two. And he was he was an organizer and, and a, a logistics guy, number three. He made sure we had all the bits and bobs and, and pieces that you need out in the field. And, uh, and uh, number four, yeah, he was very, very good on security. What was his attitude to to travel he's he's obviously reported from a huge number of countries he loved travel he loved he hated being in the newsroom he'd sit his desk was next to me so you always saw one foot fidgeting you know as if he wanted to like stand up and run out so but he adored traveling anywhere you know i'd, I'd say to pierre oh this is boring it's just a bunch of press conferences that i don't know maybe nato or or um Paris or something like that, or or Brussels. And he said, his line would be, "I don't care. We're just getting out. We're just and something might happen, and something else might happen. So we wanted always to do that. So he loved travel for work, and he loved travel for uh, for play. You know, he's a classic Type A personality. I mean, his his vacations are getting on a motorcycle and going across the the desert of Kenya, or hanging out with some. I swear to God, this is the truth. Hanging out with some left wing guerrilla types in uh, southern Mexico or climbing any kind of mountain that he could climb. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the biggest one was, but he certainly loved that too. And with all these stories, can you, can you guess at what might have been the best time for Pierre? The best time was when he, he was happy with, with the story and how it was going. Uh, you know, he liked a nice hotel. He liked, a, you know, a nice food. And uh, But he also was very happy with just like the worst, the most spare conditions. Uh, back to that Fallujah trip. I mean, we were just living rough for the 10 days as we were moving with this Marine unit across the uh, across the across the city and uh, sleeping on rooftops and, uh, you know, <laughs> not washing for a good 10 days either. But didn't mind. It didn't matter to him. And as long as he was he was active and engaged and people responded to him. The Marines responded to him. The, the soldiers. Soldiers responded to him. Friends, uh, he was so generous, okay? He was generous with not just other people at Fox, but generous with uh, various people in the entire uh, media industry. And they became friends with him. I guess I'm identified as one of his best friends. And, and so people have reached out to me as if I was I was family and I needed the condolences, which I suppose I so suppose I do. But to hear from everybody reaching out from all corners of the world, I mean, from the U.S. Marines, from a, an analyst in, in South Korea, it goes on and on and on. It's just it's unbelievable. The people I've heard from. What ambitions did he have for the for the future? Do you know? He wanted to work for a little bit longer and then he would retire. But, you know, he wouldn't retire with his feet feet up uh, on the hassock reading GQ magazine and, and sipping a, uh, a daiquiri. He, he just wanted to travel, travel the world, go with his lovely partner, Mish. 
Uh, he, he loved motorcycling. He was going to just take the motorcycles and travel all over the world. He was going to, he had a barge, an old rundown barge that he's been working on for the past 15 years. It sits in the Thames. He was, he was going to take that barge across the English Channel and travel through the waterways of, of Europe. He had all sorts of plans. And that's the sad part. He had all sorts of plans. He had decades and decades left in his life. And, and if I might add, uh, killed with him was, uh, Sasha. Uh, our uh, fixer, we call him a fixer, but really a local producer, a journalist. Uh, she's Ukrainian and, and helped us a great deal. And that is an equally huge loss. She was bright and brilliant. At the age of probably about 22, she was an important logistics manager on the television series Chernobyl, seen in, on HBO in, uh, in, in the States and, uh, and other networks around the country. So she, she literally had her whole life and another life ahead of her and and her losses equally equally tragic son fox's greg palcott this is the fox news rundown remembering our colleagues killed in ukraine sasha kovshinova and pierre zakshevsky we'll be right back teammates recalled their dedication and their boundless energy I remember thinking, why is this guy so jolly? Fox foreign correspondent Amy Kellogg was another who traveled extensively with Pierre. He was very jaunty. He sort of loped along. He had this fantastic thick curly hair, a ginormous mustache, and he had beautiful skin. He was always tan and healthy looking and and eyes that were a really beautiful sort of greeny, goldy, amber, brown, and that were very warm. And um, the voice was booming often. The Irish accent was there. I felt that every day was a sort of holiday when you were around him because he knew how to how to um, inject a bit of a bit of fun and a bit of gratitude into it. What I do remember, and having traveled widely with Pierre, what I do remember most was the fact that he just couldn't get enough of the news. And I would wake up on so many a Saturday or Sunday morning with something from Pierre in my inbox. And it was always, Pierre Sack thought you might be interested in, yeah, I mean, it was just the whole range of stories. It wasn't always the frontline big war story. He was interested in humanity across the board. How did he relate to to people who he met who would often have been in challenging circumstances? He always had a lot of sympathy for them. He was always he was a very good listener, Simon. He he was always tuned in to what they were either channeling or saying. So I I got phone calls yesterday from people who'd just been on the other side of the lens in in interviews and in offices in London saying, I remember him. I am really heartbroken about that. So I don't, I don't think he ever escaped notice because he was friendly, he was respectful, he had time for you. And that is a really huge legacy to have, isn't it? So for you as a correspondent, if you were assigned to a story and then you saw that Pierre was the photographer who was assigned to it, what would, what would go through your mind when you saw that? We're gonna have a good time, no matter what. You know, this is gonna be a nice trip and Pierre will have my back. And when the news came through this week about his death, I mean, what went through your mind and, and, and what was your reaction? I was devastated. And it still is difficult. I'm, I just felt 
like he made the world a better place and the world can't afford to not have him around. I think I really do believe that people like Pierre with such kindness and such decency, that's gold. It it makes the world a better place because it touches one person and then the next person and all of that good karma helps create a greater good. And so, but selfishly, I was devastated because I love the guy and um, and I lost a friend and I feel for, for Michelle and I, I just, I just feel, I just feel so very, very, very sad about losing Pierre. Fox's Amy Kellogg. Pierre Zakshevsky was a TV news legend, known for his kindness as much as his camera skills. Fox foreign correspondent Alex Hogan remembers a final assignment with Pierre, travelling from their base in London and covering President Biden's visit to a climate change conference in Scotland. We could have flown or taken the train, but we drove. (laughs) I remember thinking... Oh, this is a long drive. It took about 12 hours each way because we were talking the whole time and we stopped and we would have lunch along the way. And when we left Scotland after being there for several days, he decided, you know, let's take the long way home so that Alex can see some of the scenery in Scotland and (laughs) made sure that I got to take in all the sights as if the drive wasn't long enough. But it was beautiful because we had such a good time talking for again 12 hours straight each way about every little in and out of our lives and he was fascinating he would talk to me about his motorcycle trips all over the world his adventures with mish his partner he was just the most warm lovely happy person that you could imagine and i know that's what everyone's saying about him but he truly radiated such happiness and such kindness and that was genuine it wasn't fake so he did a, a lot of um, combat reporting, a lot of hostile environment reporting. You went to a conference in Scotland with him. How did he handle that more straightforward kind of assignment? Well, he is just so good at what he does in any environment. So we were up on the roof in Scotland in Edinburgh and he had just mountains of equipment, lights all over the place. It was like a jungle gym that he was climbing all over to make sure we had the absolute perfect lighting. If we were going to be standing there still not moving, it was a great setup. And then we got to go explore Edinburgh after live shots. And he had this great energy of making every environment more fun than it would have been. It was really in his blood. It was something that he didn't have an interest in doing it was a passion of his he could not sit still his leg would be tapping he would be bouncing around jumping around ready to go constantly if anyone needed help with anything he was the first to jump out of his seat and he was ready to go on any assignment and it was inspiring being around that and it's going to be really hard i think going back to the office without that kind of energy but he was just the embodiment of having a passion for this career. That's Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan, along with colleagues remembering photographer Pierre Zakshevsky and producer Sasha Kovshinyova, killed in Ukraine this week. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.
The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.